0: Hey, welcome to Church Online. I hope you enjoy this service with us. If this is your first time, I would love to encourage you just to click on the Next Step Launcher um, and just connect with us. We would love to connect with you. Uh, Let's have a look at our announcements.
1: As many of you would know, we've started church check-ins so our pastoral care team can better meet the needs of our church. If you haven't already downloaded it, the app to use is Church Centre. And if you haven't already checked in, this is your friendly reminder.
0: Christian communities take the time to pray for each other. We are making it even easier to do that with a powerful new addition to our online next steps launcher called Prayer Hub at Church. By following the simple links and prompts, you can request prayer or join us in praying for the needs that come in as part of your daily routine. You can keep your request private among our small team of intercessors or have it posted the prayer hub where our regular church folk can pray for you. The general public can't see our prayer hub, you apply for access. So sign on today by following the yellow Next Steps icon on the website at kenmore.church.
1: Keep Moving is on every Friday from 10 till 11 a.m. Join us for light exercise in a fun, social setting for anyone in the community over 50. Register online or find more information at kenmore.church. Young Adults is running this Wednesday with Hangouts from 6.30 p.m. and officially kicking off at 7 in the church auditorium. This is a great opportunity to connect with other young adults and uni students in our church community with social events and small group discussions. See Zelvin or our Facebook page for more information. We get it. Technology can be tricky. If you're having trouble with signing up for church events or checking in each week, stop by the Connections desk out the front where there will be a friendly face to help you. For more information about anything that's happening at Kenmore Church, visit our website at kenmore.church or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. We hope you enjoy the service.
0: Well, good day, and I hope you enjoy the service With us and we are in our final installment of our series about faith and and uh, today we're going to look at faith that works and there's a bit of play on words here faith that works how does faith work Uh, or do we need to work so that we can experience faith but before we begin let's just pray Lord thank you that we can share your word thank you Lord that we know you are in control we can place our hope on you because you're steadfast lord and i pray that we will receive and be open to receive this word lord and that you will speak to us today in jesus mighty name amen amen have you ever uh i I think most of us if 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 i ask this question have you ever done the if only um game maybe in your life or or the wording in your life If only I had this, then life would be better. If only I had that, then life would be better. If I only had this, it would be easier. Maybe you're single and you say, If I only had a husband or a wife, life would be easier or better. Or if I only had more money or a bigger house. Or if I only had a better job things would have been easier and 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 i think that's that's all of us sometimes we we go through this motion and i I wish i had more i wish i had this and and i wish i had that so that life can make sense or life can be easier or better and um, and I, i want you to listen to this message today through the lens of your greatest need. I want you to listen through the lens of your greatest, your, your if only, uh, because we have needs. All of us have, have needs. And, and what is that need? If I give you a moment just to think about it. What is that need that you have? And listen through that need. And I want to share this thought with you uh, and maybe it's the, it's, it's the thesis for this message the thesis for this message and and it's what if your greatest need becomes a blessing when it drives you to depend on God our greatest needs becomes a blessing when it drives us to depend on God I want to share a story, and, and it's one of my probably most favorite stories in, in the Old Testament of the Bible, and, and it's in 2 Kings chapter 3. And to give context about our story today, and I'm going to read our story and, and, and just share a couple of thoughts with you out of this story for our own faith journey, faith that works, And this story we we find in in 2 Kings chapter 3, it's about three kings who joined forces to fight a war against the Moabites. Three kings. uh, Just just from the get-go, it it should be an easy war. It should be an easy target. Three kings, three armies against one. Uh, These three kings against the army of the Moabites. It seems to be, it's going to be easy, but it wasn't because life doesn't turn out the way it is and life doesn't turn out the way it should, uh, like it plays out in our heads all the time. Because these three kings came together and they were chasing the Moabites and, and, and tracking them down until they hit the drought and they are in the desert and they are in a dry, hard place without any water without any water it's it's not queensland at the moment it's no water there's it's a dry hard place and they ran out they don't know what to do and they are asking this question what should we do three kings came together speak of an unfair fight three against one but there's some Truths in the story that we're going to extract and how can we implement it in our own lives so I want to read with uh, uh, for you uh, and I want to um, read from verse 9 it says the following so the king of Israel set out with the king of Judah and the king of Edom after a roundabout march of seven days the army had no more water for themselves or for the animals with them. What? Explained the king of Israel. Has the Lord called us three kings together only to deliver us in the hands of Moab? But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no prophet of the Lord here, through whom we may inquire of the Lord? And an officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha. Son of Shaphat is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. It's, it's interesting that they, they find themselves in a hard place. And once they find, and only when they find themselves in a hard place, then they wanted to consult the prophet of God. Sometimes that's our lives as well. When we, only when we hit rock bottom, that's when we want to get God involved. And, and, and that, that is not how our lives ought to work. We can't put God aside when, when things go great and then only consult Him when things go hard. Hence, your greatest need becomes a blessing when it drives you to depend more on God. And, and, and I wonder how many of us is in this situation. Isn't there a prophet of God? Isn't God somewhere that He can just show me the light at the end of the tunnel? Uh, why do I need to be in this hard, hard place? I love Elisha's attitude. He's a guy with attitude. Uh, and we read it in the Bible. He he he's just he's just full on and and, and he didn't even want to talk to these guys because he, he actually teaches us this concept in, in don't come to me when it's so hard. Make God part of your life. Make God part of your life when when you're on the high and when you're on the low. And he and he gives. These three kings, Elijah gives these three kings a bit of attitude. These, why do you come to me? Go to your mother and your father, the prophets of your mother or your father. Don't don't come to me. And he actually learned it from Elijah. Elijah had attitude, and and, and you can go and read in the Bible. They they had attitude. Think about Elijah's attitude. He he came to the people that were worshiping the God of Baal and uh, and. And he, he asks them to perform miracles. And if your God can do this or, or bring fire. And, and he said, and my God will. And, and, and these guys, the they God couldn't do it. And he asks questions in the Bible. Where, where is your God? He's literally asking them, is your God in the toilet? That, that he can't hear you. This is Elijah and it's in the Bible. He has this attitude. Elisha comes up with the same attitude. Just remember the previous chapter in in 2 Kings chapter 2. Some kids, they they made fun of Elisha because he was bald-headed. And they called him baldy, baldy. He he didn't take it. He didn't take it. He, He called two bears out of the bush. And those two bears ate all the children that made fun of Elisha. Imagine that. That is who he was. He, he, he was a guy with some, some grit and he had attitude and, and he, he didn't take any nonsense. And these kings, these three kings come to Elisha and they wanted to hear from God. And he, and he gives them some attitude in, in, in response. It's why now? Why when you're only at a hard place do you want to consult God. We we see it in verse 13. He, He says, Elisha said to the king of Israel, Why do you want to involve me? Go to the prophets of your father and prophets of your mother. No, the king of Israel answered, because it was the Lord who called us three kings together to deliver us into the hands of Moab. Elisha said, As surely as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, meaning he's not sure if they serve him. If I did not have respect for the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not pay any attention to you. Elisha's coming with that attitude to us. Why now? Why only when you're in a hard place? See, you can't expect God's blessing if you're not living God's way. If you want God's results, we need to do it his way. We need to involve him into our everyday lives. Not just the mountaintops or not just the deep valley and the dry valley. All of our lives. All of our lives. And he decides to help them. But now it seems that he's a bit crazy, Elisha. Because remember, these three kings, with their armies and their animals, are in a dry, hard place. They need water. They need an answer. They need breakthrough. And Elisha says the following in verse 15, he says, But now bring me a harpist. (laughs) Bring me a harpist. And, and I know in, in, it may sound strange, but it was quite common for the prophet of God in those times to, to have a musician with him. Why? Because when the music starts to play, we connect with God. And, and, and the same for Elisha. When the music started to play, he, he connected with God. And, and I, I can just imagine these kings, the, the harpist is playing Elisha is going to get a word from God. They're going to experience rain and, 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 and they're going to experience breakthrough. And, and they are uh, eagerly awaiting with anticipation. What is God telling them? What, what, what is God? What is the breakthrough? Elisha goes and he wants some bit of mood music. While these people are experiencing a drought, experiencing a dif- difficult time. It's interesting, when when the music started to play, God gave Elisha a word. He says the following. Then it happened, when the musician played, that, that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, thus says the Lord. Make this valley full of ditches. The one translation says, dig this valley full of bitches. Just imagine for a moment. These kings are expecting a word of God, a breakthrough. They are thirsty. They are in a dry, hard place. And the prophet of God comes to them and says, Do you want to experience water? Do you want to experience the rain? Dig this valley. Full of ditches. They are tired. Thirsty. They wanted to the break And now they need to dig some ditches. They need to dig some ditches. See our greatest need. Becomes a blessing. When it drives us. To depend on God. It drives us to depend on God. Verse 17 says the following. For this is what the Lord says. You will see neither wind nor rain, yet this valley will be filled with water and your cattle and your animals will drink. This is, this is, listen to Elijah. He says, this is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. He will also deliver Moab into your hands. What a promise from God. He he says, this is easy. You want water? Uh, It's an easy thing to do. And by the way, I'll give you even more breakthrough. You will overcome Moab. But first, you have to work. You have to dig some ditches. And this is what I want to share with you this morning. A couple of truths out of this this story. Number one is that only God can send the rain. But sometimes... He wants us to dig some ditches. Only God can send the rain. Speak about an unfair fight. Three against one. They've lost it. Within seven days they had nowhere to go. Why? Because only God can send the rain. Only God can give us the victory that we need. But sometimes He wants us to dig the ditches. He wants us to do the work. Faith that Works. That's why James says in James 2.26, just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Faith can't work without the works. It's, it's dead. And, and, and if, if we think about this story, do, do you think God really needed these troops, these armies to dig ditches? Did he, did he need them to dig? Ditches? Probably not. He could have just given them the victory. But see, that's not how our God works. He, he wants us to be uh, participants of the miracle, to share in the miracle that we so desperately need. Hence, if if you look through the Bible, whenever there was miracles that happened, there was a works part to it. The man with the witted hand, when when Jesus wanted to heal him, he he asked him to stick out his hand. He had to do something. If we think about uh, about the the oil that didn't run out, they, they, they had to go and get the empty jars. They had to do something. It's, it's, it's the work part from our side. God, God wants us to participate in the miracle that we need. Faith that works. We need to participate with him. Show me. And, and it's, 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 it's this principle that, that if, if show me your faith, then you'll get to see God's faithfulness. Are you ready to dig some ditches? I I know you are hungry and you're thirsty and I know you're in a hard, dry place. But I'm asking you as God, dig some ditches. Meaning, are are you willing to participate in the miracle that you so desperately need? Dig some ditches. Because if you're faithful, you're going to get to see God's faithfulness. And we can participate with Him. Sometimes our lives is in a dry, hard, empty place and we don't know what to do. Is it and can it be that we need to dig some ditches? That we need to dig some ditches. Maybe, maybe you, you, you're a single guy and you want to get married and, and you are praying, God, send me a wife. Maybe the ditches that you need to dig is to go get a shower, shave, get a job, sell the Xbox, come to church. We need to dig some ditches. We need to dig some What is the ditches that you need to dig so that you can experience God's reign? Lastly, the truth that I experience in, 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 in this story is that real faith believes big, but is willing to start small. Real faith believes big, but is willing to start small. And sometimes the biggest tragedy is that we don't dream big enough, that we, we don't trust big enough. We, we, we can't imagine, although we serve a God, that we are created in His image, meaning His imagination. He, he has given us this imagination. And Sometimes we, we don't even dream big enough. Faith and real faith believes big, but is willing to start small. How do you dig? A ditch with a shovel you start small it doesn't appear and it, it's not just there. big ditch it, it started small in Zechariah 410 do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin do not despise small beginnings I know there's a big dream in your heart and I know maybe you can be in a and a dry, hard place. But it's probably the best place to start trusting God. It's probably the best place to get out of the boat like Peter and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to walk on water. But you actually have to get out of the boat. It's faith that works. Yes, but, but Peter was, was sinking. Yes, it's, I know. But it's still better to be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker. I know. I know. It's hard work. I know the storms can be intimidating, but you have to start and willing to start small. If we see how the story ends, 2 Kings chapter 3 verse 20. The next morning about the time for offering the sacrifice, there it was. Water flowing from the direction of Edom and the land was filled with water. They've they've experienced God's faithfulness, but they were faithful in digging ditches. Not just one, they dig that valley full of ditches. They they took the small steps. And real faith believes big, but is willing to start small. I don't know what your ditches are that you need to dig, but I want to encourage you this morning. To partner with God in the miracles that you need. That you will pray and seek Him earnestly. And that you will respond to the invitation to dig some ditches. I want to encourage you. Seek God in this season. And maybe you're in a hard place, but what a blessing it can be. Because what if our greatest needs drives us to depend on God? Maybe you're in that space. Now, I I pray that that you will believe big, but start small by digging those ditches. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you that we can experience your faithfulness. Lord, and thank you that we can experience faith that works. And I pray, Lord, that, that you will show us a picture of the ditches that we need to dig. That you will come and, and just come and inspire us in, in a moment, Lord. And that we may pick up our shovels and start digging our ditches. Lord, I'm not sure what the ditches are that, that we need to dig and everyone else needs to dig. But I pray, Lord, that you will show us. And as we are faithful, may we get to see your faithfulness. And Thank you that we can see your faithfulness. And I pray, Lord, for everyone watching that, that we will experience big faith. But that we are willing to start small. And that we may experience the rain and the water just like these guys did. By digging our ditches. Bless everyone, God, and may they have a great week. And may they experience you anew in a brand new way, Lord. And may they know that you are the dream giver. But may we act on that, that you asked us to do. I pray it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So let's make this message stick by asking some questions. And maybe you can think about these uh, three questions and, and just ponder about it. Uh, and, and how you can apply it into your own life. Uh, number one is describe a time when your greatest need drove you to depend on God. And, and, and maybe how was that a blessing to you? Describe a time when your greatest need drove you to depend on God. And, and, it, and I think it's something we can ponder and think about. And, and then uh, how was it a blessing to you? That hard time that drove you to depend on God? Second question um, to maybe talk it over with with your spouse or, or your small group is what was what's the one big dream in your life that you need God's help to accomplish? What's that one big dream that you need and you need God's help to accomplish this big dream? And thirdly, is what ditches might God want you to start digging so that you can turn your dream into a reality. What is the ditches that you need to start digging so that you can turn the dream into a reality? Let's take a moment and let's just think about that. Maybe with your small group or with your partner or whoever. Bless you. <laughs>